I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. is connected by frequency. Hello music lovers, my name is Nina and I will be taking you on a new journey into the music industry. Like every time, I need to thank you all for the massive support. This honestly means a lot. Infinity Lighthouse team is here to provide the best recording and production service to me, which I'm truly grateful for. Thanks a million guys. In this episode, I will make sure to bring you some insights regarding the more commercial side of electronic music. Talking to one of the most respected artists in the scene, his music is vacuum-packed and released on the dance floor by every major artist from Tiesto and Martin Garrix to Steve Angelo and Nicky Romero. He was the first Belgian DJ to climb the main stage of the one of the biggest festivals in the world. But before I introduce you to this beautiful mind, I have to ask you if you like this podcast and you want me to continue doing it, if this is the case, Please make this easier for me by Patreon or PayPal donations. All the information will be written in the video description and on the Connected by Frequency Facebook page. And yes, if you haven't subscribed to the Connected by Frequency YouTube channel yet, please make sure to do it now. Also, like this video, share it and leave a comment. All of, the co all of that counts and I will much appreciate it. Thank you. He is a big room artist, a Tomorrowland resident DJ where he also has his own stage. A famous musician supported and worked with the biggest DJs and producers on the planet, such as David Guetta, Afrojack, Martin Garrix, Armin van Buren, and Radio 1's Danny Howard and Pete Tong, and many more. You can find him playing at the biggest festivals and clubs around the world. We already used to hear his remixes of popular hip-hop releases of Timbaland, Missy Elliott and Gen Y. Being part of the biggest labels, this enthusiast gathered a glowing reputation amongst his peers. He strives to demonstrate his diversity as a performer, his versatility as a showman and his acute musicality capabilities as a supplier of new music. If I tell you it's getting insane, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. But I have a question for all of you. I need some drums over here. Are you ready to go insane with Eve V? <laughs> Good afternoon, yeah. darling. Good afternoon. Hi. Thanks for Hi. having me on the show, by the way. And sorry, I'm still in the car. I had some problems with traffic here in Antwerp. So uh, sorry about that, but I'm here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's my pleasure. And thank you for joining Connected by Frequency family. But have you gone insane during these crazy times? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. No, I, I'm fine, actually. Uh, only during the traffic, maybe. <laughs> but this, besides that, I'm, I'm okay. That's for yeah. sure. It happens over here as well. So I completely understand you. All right. Uh, we can start from the beginning. Yeah. So uh, where did you start DJing? When did you start producing and how did it look like back then? Uh, I think I bought my first record when I was 15 years old. Um, so that's a long time ago. I'm, uh, I'm 40 now, so I, I kind of feel <laughs> old. <too. laughs> um, so I started like 
every DJ uh, like playing my bedroom. Uh, back then, there were not that many festivals or clubs. Um, so um, yeah, my dream is to once play in, in a local club. And uh, yeah, it was very difficult back in the days. Uh, so uh, yeah, at one point I started to organize my own parties, like small parties. Uh, from there on, I, I, I became like a resident in a small uh, club, bar, went to a bigger club. Uh, from there, it went to like the beginning of Tomorrowland. And um, yeah, it was a very long road for me. Um, and like production wise, like pr producing started quite late. So I think I was already like 23, 24 uh, back then also like producing was also much different than it is now it was more like with hardware i think nowadays it's much easier i think kids they can choose a playstation or a studio to make music so it's much easier but um yeah and then at the end of the day i'm still djing music is my passion and uh, it was a long road but it was uh, it was worth it it was worth it for sure <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I, I can say that Okay, so as as far as I know, you got into electronic music thanks to the legends like Jeff Mills, uh, Carl Cox, Dave Clark, and similar artists. But the music you play and produce is a bit different from mentioned techno style. Why did you decide to focus on the so-called EDM mostly? Yeah, it's true. But the thing is, when I started, like I said, a long time ago, like back then, techno was really big, uh, like the DJs you were naming jeff mills claudio I, I went to the local parties or like even like bigger festivals at the time mostly techno music and also trance music back then was really big in belgium we had a lot of famous producers like uh if the writers push uh so I, I was like mixing up those two genres actually from trance to techno but back then i didn't have the chance to play at parties so and music evolves and my my style evolved as well so I think back then my dream was to become like a techno DJ or even a trans DJ. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's an evolution and, and music evolves and, and you have to follow it. So, uh, and at the end of the day, like electronic dance music was always my passion. Uh, I didn't stick to one genre. Uh, even now, nowadays, I think I, I try to uh, diverse as much as I can. Yeah, that's understandable. And I would definitely love to hear you playing some trance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> why not? <laughs> it's, it's, it's becoming uh, a little bit more accepted than it was before. Not at the mm -hmm. beginning. At the beginning of 2000, late 90s, it was a completely different story, of course. Uh, but, no, no, uh, true. Yeah. 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 But uh, we will see what's going to happen. As you said, the music evolves. So uh, this yeah. is how it goes. So as you said, uh, I know you're not a prisoner of your own style. And you like to combine different genres. But you always leave your unique mark in each of your tracks that get out of your kitchen. Let's call it that way. Sure. I also realized um, you went a little bit deeper when it comes to house sound uh, lately. So huge respect from my side. Um, what I see as a result um, is so many international ra radio plays that you receive. Um, and, but how, you, how would you describe in three words um, uh, music that you make and play? That's very hard, to be honest. But um, like I said, because I also don't speak like with one jar, but I think if, if I have to uh, explain my music, for me, it has to be 
filled with emotions. Uh, it needs a bit of energy, especially if it's like more like a club or festival uh, track. Uh, but I would guess emotions, energy, and I think the goal of music is also when you listen to it, you forget all the rest and just enjoy life. That's what I try to accomplish. Quite difficult, it's, but... <laughs> uh, it's true, but that's the point. I completely agree with you. This is the reason why people should go to festivals and parties um, yeah. because they really enjoy music and they enjoy dancing because I cannot go to a party where I cannot dance, for example, and where I don't feel the music. Yeah, same example. here, same here. Yeah. <laughs> so understandable. <laughs> All right, uh, so um, we can say uh, Tomorrowland helped your career a lot. Uh, you play this mind-blowing festival so many times. Do you remember how many? Uh, wow. I started playing in Tomorrowland the second edition. I think now it should be the 16th, so probably 15 editions. Wow. <laughs> and besides that, it, we also had like uh, twice the Brazilian edition, mm -hmm. the edition in the States, the winter wow. edition. So it, it's quite difficult to count for me, but I was there from the beginning, let's say, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And I... I... Uh, know that no one can compete that you you hold the record regarding that <laughs> so <laughs> you're one of those people that uh, was a resident of this uh, festival so many times that no one can, can say that yeah. it happened for, for them as well or it means that you're getting old <laughs> oh no <laughs> i would never oh. define that in that okay. way <laughs> thank you thank you that's very and, kind of you <laughs> and you definitely don't look old so you look great so that's okay. really important as well i guess you yeah. feel young and this is the main thing yeah for sure no it is i think music yeah keeps you young as well and especially the crowd and yeah for sure very important as well <laughs> yeah Completely agree on that. All right. Mm -hmm. um, if you recall your memory a little bit, can you tell us how this journey started uh, for you in 2007? You mean Tomorrowland or like my DJ? Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is I got the chance to play at Tomorrowland main stage. And back then when I told my friends, I, like, I almost got no reaction. Uh, people knew the festival, but not that well. So... Yeah, it was totally different than what it is now. Um, it was more relaxed, uh, opening. I, I was one of the first DJs at the main stage, but everybody was just, I don't know. Now, if I travel, uh, people sometimes, they don't know Belgium, but they know Tomorrowland. So I think that's it's enough. It's became so big. And uh, it's the same like with music. I evolved with the festival as well. I started there and suddenly... 10 years later, it was like a well-known festival all over the world. So without noticing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's completely true. I mean, it's the biggest brand of Belgium. Yeah. And everyone true. knows about Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but what do you think? Why you earned um, the reputation beca to become a resident DJ uh, at this festival? alongside Dimitri Vegas and like Mike, of course. Wow. I don't know, probably, and I hope, because people like what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course, you can never satisfy everyone, but uh, I always try to uh, to do my best and try to, 
I don't know, like, especially for Tomorrowland, I prepare a lot, like lots of new music, edits, intros, uh, things like that, collaborations, uh, inviting colleagues at, at the stage. So, yeah, for me, Tomorrowland is always something extra. It's like uh, mm -hmm. coming home as well during the year and uh, bringing, I, I think a lot of fans of EDM are also, also looking at or waiting for the festival. So, uh I think it's quite important sets through the year. Yeah, that that, that is uh, the idea for sure, and that concept in the face <laughs> definitely can <laughs> relate to that. All right. Um, so, but was this uh, a game changer moment for you? Um, I think so. Yes, but probably not like directly. Like I said, I I made an evolution as well, festival as well. But of course, it helped me. Like especially when Tomorrowland became abroad such a success i for sure my name uh, also it helps to grow my name as well for sure mm -hmm. and how did you sur survive uh, without tomorrowland <laughs> for two years oh wow uh, yeah no, i'm not talking about virtual ones <laughs> without shows to be honest uh, i think especially in the beginning for me it was uh, it was a welcome uh, Pause to to be honest, because uh, before that I was always on the road, always traveling, always in the plane. I think for my health it was a good thing. For my family, my friends, uh, it was good a bit to to relax a bit and um, yeah, also enjoy some moments where 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 you didn't have the time for before. Uh, spend a lot of time in the studio. Of course, I miss touring and and, and the shows, but. Um, At the end of the day, you always have to make the best of the situation. So uh, I try that and I always try to be positive. And uh, I can only hope now we're back in business and uh, hopefully we have a Tomorrowland next year. Yeah, I hope as well. <laughs> and I hope to see you there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I will, will be there. <laughs> That's great. But That's good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no place to negativity, you know, in this situation. So this is mm. how it goes at this moment, but it's going to be better. So with this is how we need to think about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I suppose for you, the connection with the crowd uh, is the most important. So getting feedback uh, from them while you play is what you practically live for, right? So how are you dealing with the COVID situation and not being able to feel that, that connection? Yeah, probably that's the, yeah, the most what I miss because, um, yeah, like you said, I really like to interact with the crowd. Um, for me, it's a very, very uh, big part of the show as well. If I don't have the connection with the crowds or at If I have a good show, I always have the feeling that everybody was in in, in the same story as, as as me. It's very strange to tell, but so yeah, of course I've missed it. But like I said, the moment is there where you can't travel. Uh, yeah, you have to make the best of it. So I was just counting down the days for uh, for the first show. <laughs> We we all do, <laughs> but yeah, you did you did play two shows uh, during COVID, right? In Nepal yeah. and in Croatia, as far yeah, as I played know. one in Nepal, Croatia, and then like the end of August at uh, like festival in Belgium, and I think a private ah. party as well. Ah, yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet I bet it felt amazing in the first time, you know, getting it was packed. it was yeah for sure <laughs> like for the first time, you know, feeling no, it is yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so you try to experiment a lot uh, with your sets. Uh, you include different styles over there. But does it depend on the event or the country where you play, um, how you will shape it, your sets? Yes, but I think like the preparation before, I always do the same. But um, I like to adapt to the crowd, adapt to different crowds all over the world. So, But I do that instantly during my show because uh, mm-hmm. I can do that like before. Uh, I, if I'm playing in a club, for example, and I feel that the the crowd wants 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 more like underground, non-commercial music, I'll go that side. If they want to have a harder style, I go that side. So that's what I really love about being a DJ. You can adapt to the mm-hmm. crowd, and yeah, like one set will never be the same set as as another one. But of course, I always feel like my sets with my own music and some edits as well so there's a part the same and a part that i adapt to the crowd yeah definitely you should follow the reaction of the crowd and yeah. um, i mean a lot of djs actually do this uh but there are some that they completely prepared their sets and no matter what they're gonna play it and i don't like that yeah. <laughs> to be honest but <laughs> yeah, that's it, you awful. know That's normal, I guess. Yeah. So, okay, you have your own stage at Tomorrowland, uh, these yeah. sessions, uh, where you invited some big names uh, to play, such as uh, Eric Pritz, Nicky Romero, AN21 and Max Vangeli, Sultan and Ned Shepard, and Pete Tong as well. Many others, of course, um, but I'm, the list is too long. <laughs> so, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> what does one artist uh, need to get his own stage at a big festival like Tomorrowland is? <laughs> I, I guess residency for a start. <laughs> yeah, probably. It grew, like I said, it was also... Yeah, it grew with the festival. Uh, I, I, I remember the organizers asked me like one day, hey, do you want to host a stage? And <laughs> I was, of course, yes. I started very small. And I think already the second year we went bigger and bigger. And yeah, like last last edition, we had one of the biggest outdoor stages besides the main stage. So it's a dream coming true. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm blessed to have my own stage over there. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, V-Sessions actually is a concept. Uh, a concept of exclusive events and internationally respected weekly radio show, of course, need to mention that, and the uh, Mansion Tomorrowland stage. But what is your idea with this project? Why did you start it in the first place? Yeah, first it was my my uh, my radio show, like you said. Then uh, mm-hmm. uh, quite, quite quickly... It, it became like the the resident stage at Tomorrowland as well. Uh, and I think my ultimate goal is maybe to make one day to have a own uh, like record, uh, like a, a record label. But um, I don't know, the time has to be right. And for now, I, I, I still think I have to invest in myself first before I can uh, put all the energy in a label. Yeah, so for me, it's... Uh, It, at this point, it's just like my sounds, what I like. In my radio show, I can also show some different styles, maybe some more like melodic techno, tech house style, a bit different than during my show. But it's all about just music that I love. And uh, yeah, let's hope we can build the brand even uh, bigger in the in the next coming years. Yeah, I think record label is is the next step for you for sure, and uh, you are, I believe me, you're ready for that. So we we cannot wait to to hear this happening. You know? Okay. So, yeah, you have my approval. Thank you. That's very kind of you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so I heard you were a teacher back then, because yes. before uh, getting into music, um, you're, you were a physical uh, education teacher. What made you leave yeah. the job and focus on music, actually? Um, yeah, like you said, I, I've been, I think, for almost seven years, uh, a teacher, phys physical education, and even uh, like a part, like kind of a philosophy here in Belgium we have. Uh, at one point, I got so many requests from abroad because I was also always combining DJing with a teacher. And um, yeah, I got so many requests from abroad that I have to make a choice. And of course, I choose for my, uh, I made the choice for my passion, which is music and uh yeah i don't regret it <laughs> so and you shouldn't <laughs> you should <laughs> you shouldn't you were born for that so uh it is good that happened this way all okay. right um we have a little game right now okay. and it's it's called simply the truth like truth and there but we're not gonna play there <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i have a board over here with seven numbers and uh behind every number there is one question hidden. You'll tell me uh, which three numbers to pick, and I will reveal the questions behind those numbers, and I will need you to answer on those questions. Okay. <laughs> okay? Okay. Tell me the first one. Uh, seven. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the question is, would you rather play with Vinny Vici or Solomon? Oh, I like them both, but I would go for Solomon for sure. Yeah, techno. <laughs> Again, I'm a big fan of his style, uh, of that kind of style of music. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. We all love him. All right, <laughs> the second one. Uh, three. three. What is your biggest fear? Uh, that I'm not going to live forever. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could live forever. I enjoy, I enjoy, enjoy life, life. Oh. and I, yeah, for now I, I don't want it to stop. So <laughs> that's my biggest fear. Oh wow, uh, that that's serious fear to be honest. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay, we're not gonna go deeper into that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. tell me what is the the last number? Uh, number one. Number one. Number one. Uh -huh. says what is your biggest fantasy my biggest fantasy oh. yes <laughs> i wish i could fly no <laughs> oh wow that's... <laughs> that's interesting that's like a superpower <laughs> more yeah. than a fantasy <laughs> yeah something like that yeah indeed yeah yeah but uh <laughs> if i think about fantasies then sometimes i don't know <laughs> what to say <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want you to go uh, over there. But if you want, we can talk about it. <laughs> All right. uh, <yeah>. Okay. That's <laughs> okay, for next let, episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're gonna you, we're gonna make a special episode <laughs> regarding that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Let's get back to music. <laughs> yes. So. So your most listened track on Spotify is the one you did with um, uh, Ilka Isenjan. It's a Turk, uh, Turkish guy, Turkish producer, yep. uh, called Not So Bad, uh, featuring Emi. Uh, this track is a rework, actually, of a famous track by Dido. Uh, 
uh, named Thank You, made 20 years ago, literally. So uh, do you think remixes and reworks uh, of the popular tracks are usually the most or easily accepted by listeners? Yeah, it depends. I think it has to be the right combination. It can work and it can go big, but mm-hmm. sometimes the original was that good that it's very hard to top. Or you have like diehard fans who only love the original one and will hate whatever comes after it. So it's always a bit of a gamble. But sometimes, like for example, not so bad. I love the original one, was a big fan. And for me, it was an honor to get it cleared. So yeah, I stood like 100% behind the new version that we had. And uh, apparently we were not alone. So I was, I was uh, very happy with the, the feedback. <laughs> Yeah, I think the feedback is amazing and, uh, well, it is tricky to do something like that Um, and sometimes it really is not accepted well by people. But I think in your case with this track, uh, the feedback, as you said, is amazing and people love it. So you did an amazing job. (laughs) So thank you you very much. It it was a guarantee that this track will be massive. So it is massive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, another track that your fans like to listen to uh, often is uh, We Got That Cool featuring Afrojack and Swedish popular duo vocalist Icona Pop. So from your experience, does working with other big artists like like Afrojack, for example, is over here or even uh, Icona um, is is really uh, can really make a difference um, and stand out? Yeah, of course. I think, uh, for example, Afrojack, he has a huge reach, a lot of fans, uh, amazing producer. Uh, for sure it helps. Um, if the thing is with a collaboration, you always combine both, uh, both, uh, following and, and fans. So, uh, I think if you have the right track for sure, it helps and it can, uh, push the song even more. Logical. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. I have to say congratulations on your new track uh, that um, has been released uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, that you. you made made with Korsak and Leoni uh, called "Where Do You Think You Are Going." So Korsak uh, is an artist that rapidly uh, hit some streaming records in the last few years, and Leonie, a vocal wonder with over 230 million um, streams, um, has worked previously with Alesso, uh, Dimitri Vegas, Alan Walker, Vice, and many other artists. Uh, how did three of you actually connected? Yeah, it was true. Uh, my management and label, uh, we were talking already for a long time to do something together and uh, we found the right track. Uh, and I was also, also very, I was a big fan of, of Leonie. So uh, we asked her to do the vocals and she was, uh, she loved it. And I'm really, really happy with the end result. I'm very happy that we finally made the track, me, Corsac and Leonie together. And uh, yeah, it's going well. So it just released a few weeks ago and uh Let's hope. I think the future is still bright for this song as well. The future is bright for you and definitely <laughs> our songs. I have to say that. <laughs> okay. So I don't. I don't doubt this track is going to be uh, massive, like previous ones for sure. Um, all right. So um, you released the music um, for many of best record labels, including Armada, Dirty Dodge, Spinning Records, Dawn Records, Smash and Smash the House. Yeah, of course. Uh, wh- who do you like to work uh, with the most and why? 
Well, don't, I, I think don't, for... don't, 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 I, I don't need political answers. Like I, I love working with everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. But to be honest, I never had a bad experience. So uh, I like working for Smash House because it's with Dim Duvets like my, which I know very well. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I have to say spinning, I guess I did so many releases with them. We had so many good results and, uh, Uh, I think I, I have a few releases planned already with spinning records and uh, I think we're a great team. We're doing well at the moment and uh, also there we, we I'm sure in the future we can do even bigger things. So uh, then I'll choose them. But yeah, I'm, I don't want to be politic, but <laughs> but I think I never had a bad experience. So even with Armada or other labels uh, like Doran Records or even um, yeah the label from Laidback Luke, It, it's always nice to work with different people as well, different teams. So, yeah. Yeah, good to hear that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so, uh, but is there any label that you want to add to your portfolio and you haven't had a chance yet to work with? Uh, a label, I think, no. So you work Not, with everyone you want? For now, I'm actually, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Label-wise, label I'm, uh, I'm really happy at the moment, yeah. That's 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 really good to hear. <laughs> Then yeah. I'm happy for you, of course, if you feel that way. Okay, um, so you played all around the world and uh, conquered some big festivals like Tomorrowland. Of course, we mentioned this uh, sensation Amsterdam dance event, Mystery Land in Netherlands, um, and uh, world famous clubs uh, also, such as number one club in the world, Brazil's Green Valley. Jakarta's Warehouse Project, World's Largest Club at Germany's World Club Dom, Pasha, Ushuaia, Privilege, and Amnesia at Ibiza, and of course, many others. But what festivals or club uh, do you like the most and do you enjoy playing uh, uh, at the big festivals or clubs more? I like both. Uh, festivals are amazing, mostly short sets, very energetic, um, not that Uh, a lot of connection with the crowd because probably mostly you're like more f- far away uh, but I love festivals uh, there are so many good ones <laughs> uh, and clubs is totally different what I like about clubs is mostly the sets are longer you can play also new music you can experiment a bit more with music as well especially if you if, if you have like a later set you can also go a bit deeper what I really love um So that's the difference. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't choose to be honest. <laughs> but, but if we talk about the crowd, yeah. there is a difference for sure. No, there is a difference. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I think mostly in a club, you can uh, uh, educate the crowd a bit better as well. You can, the, the, the set is longer, so you can... I don't know, tell a different story. Mostly in a, in a festival, it's like one hour set, bam, the crowd needs energy, jump. Uh, it's, that, that's a bit different, I guess. But can you tell me, in your opinion, what crowd was the craziest one that went insane? The craziest your... one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, which, in which country or? In which country, yeah. I think South America. America is like Mexico, uh, mm-hmm. the fans are really crazy, Brazil, uh, probably there. But yeah, I've been in Japan, for, for example, and people were crying. And so also there you got so many, many emotions and, and mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, ev- probably everyone. like those those countries. Yeah, everyone actually says the same thing for South America and even Japan. So yeah, yeah I think <laughs> it is completely true. I never went over there, unfortunately. Yeah, I hope <laughs> I will. Uh, but everyone yeah. says that that it's crazy. So you have to experience it. <laughs> All right. So uh, it is. It's getting insane. Well, last year and a half got insane in some yeah. other way. In some other way, for sure. Uh, and it is not a good way. But. Please tell me if we are got, getting insane sooner than later on some of your events live. Yeah, for sure. You mean what, what's planned for the shows? Uh, mm-hmm. I think in the next weeks, probably I'm going to Tel Aviv and in Dubai I have a show. But besides that, not that many, to be honest. We we're looking for a tour in Brazil, China, I think Thailand. But for now, the dates were always postponed and it's still quite difficult with the COVID and uh, like quarantine visa regulations. So, um, yeah, like in two weeks, Tel Aviv and Dubai, those are confirmed and for the rest. Mm-hmm. And I hope to be very soon in Serbia because I've never been there. But do you have maybe some announcement that something like this can happen? No, no. <laughs> no not, not yet, but I hope. <laughs> okay, I will start this <laughs> topic. <laughs> okay, um, as you said, uh, you have plans for this year, but what about next year? Yeah, next, next year we have, yeah, of course, Tomorrowland plans, Tomorrowland mm-hmm. winter is planned. And mm-hmm. actually a lot of festivals, which I was already booked for like two years ago, are all for next year so i think yeah oh, summer stories in spain airbeat one in germany parukaville mm-hmm. in germany oh, wow. oh, we have so many festivals i have to check but it's actually my my summer from two years ago is uh transferred to next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, i think it, it, this goes with every single artist out there but uh this is how it goes unfortunately but it's gonna be better i, I think i hope actually that soon we're going to get yeah. back and, and party like we did before. All right. Uh, so um, I have to say thank you. And this was um, a short interview, but I liked it because I was completely updated right now with what you're doing. And I think the audience was uh, as well. So it is always a pleasure to go on a new journey uh, with mm-hmm. uh, into the music industry with um, such an artist. So I hope you felt... Uh, good while talking to me i felt good uh first of all thanks for having me i i actually had fun and yeah sorry again that's it from my car <laughs> so that's no, the only no. thing <laughs> as, I, as i said it is a casual conversation so i'm good yeah. with that if you're fine yeah. with that i'm fine with it <laughs> for sure i had a lot of fun so it was good talking with you for sure uh, i'm glad uh, and i hope to see you at tomorrowland next summer I'll if, be there. Not be- if not before I, that would be I nice hope- That would be awesome. <laughs> so uh-huh. I wish you all the best uh, with your career, with your music, with the production, um, all the projects that you're running. Um, and uh, talk to you soon, I guess. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. See you soon. You're, you're really welcome. Welcome. Okay, music lovers out there, uh, there is a like button below this video. So don't be shy to click on it um, if you like this episode. And feel free to write me on Instagram, Facebook, or contact me via email. And please don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel, Connected by Frequency, leave a comment and share it with the world. And remember, we are all connected by Frequency. Until next time, stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye.